When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. Quite the weekend in sports, uh, to be honest. Uh, a lot to talk about. Don't have nearly enough time. But uh, we're going to get to uh, the Premier League in the NFL today. Uh, just uh, uh, And there's so much to talk about with college football uh, that I, I just can't get to it. But... Uh, uh, so I'm going to have to say, table that for uh, uh, before the Monday night uh, football games, maybe. But uh, yeah, so in terms of uh, the games yesterday, uh, you had, uh, so going over to Premier League, you had Spurs going over 1-0 on Crystal Palace. Harry Kane came back into the lineup. Harry Kane almost pulled his hamstring, uh, which... Uh, uh, Almost uh, threw everyone for a loop. Uh, Crystal Palace had actually won the uh, the pace of play for the most part. It's just that they're incompetent, so they they, could, they couldn't actually convert some of those chances. I mean, Zaha had a clear view of the net if he pulls the keeper out uh, a little bit as a less steeper angle, so so it's an easier conversion for him. I don't know how he managed to to bungle that shot. I mean, as a striker, you you got to put that in the net. I mean, that's one on one with one v one with the keeper, and the keeper doesn't make a save because you pulled the shot wide. Means you screwed up. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, then you, you you get the Arsenal debacle with Arsene Wenger benching both his strikers because apparently that's a new wave of. Uh, of uh, ma- managing is that you bench your most potent offensive weapons uh, uh, and let uh, your star player flounder by himself because he has no one o- over the, at the top to stretch the defense. But uh, Arsenal loses 3-1 uh, on some questionable decisions at best, you could say, because uh, uh, penalties given to City when there's some contact, but... Raheem Sterling goes down easy. I mean, yes, it's a dive. No, it's not a blatant dive that Arsene Wenger uh, called him out. I, I thought that was a bit out of line by Wenger to say that Sterling is a blatant diver because I've seen Sterling stay try to stay up on plays where he's made contact, not get the call, and, you know, 
honestly, it's my it's one of my pet peeves with soccer is that if you try to fight for a position and you get fouled and you stay up, you're not going to get the penalty call. But someone even comes within a whisper of you to make contact and you go down like a, a sack of potatoes, you get a, P- a PK call. I, I It drives me absolutely nuts. I get why Sterling did it because, I've again, I've seen games where Sterling gets fouled in the box and st- stayed up and didn't get the call. And, you know, it's was that in, uh, uh, running debate of do you go down or do you not go down? I, I thought it was harsh of anger to say that Sterling's a ser- serial flopper because that, that that's a little BS. So Ster- Sterling uh, has stayed up in, in the past. He's a young player, you know, and he's been on the wrong side of that where he stayed up and didn't get the call. So I get why Sterling did what he did. I don't think it's fair for Wenger to say uh, that he's a serial flopper. I think it's on the referee uh, to make that determination of a no call because that was not a lot of contact by Monreal, period. Then the offside call, you know, rule of thumb is that, you know, you got to have at least make it even. I mean, you had shoulder and foot and you uh, you can make it a uh, case for the head to being offsides there. Linesman didn't see it. It's not the first time it's happened to Arsenal at at, at the Etihad. Uh, so Wenger went off on that in the post game too. He's definitely getting a fine and an FA charge. You may even get a touchline ban because you can't imply that the referees show favoritism to other clubs. You, you just can't. You're not going to get away with that. Even Wenger can't get away with that. And if he does get away with it. It actually proves Jose Mourinho's point of favoritism uh, being exemplified by certain clubs. So, there's that involvement. Uh, moving on, uh, you got Chelsea, Man U. Uh, Chelsea pulls away with a 1-0 victory. Man U, again, you know, they play this game of we're, we're just going to hold people up and not do anything on offense uh, because it, Realistically, because I, I I didn't get to see uh, see this game live, but uh, I, w- I went back through it and uh, you know, it, just kind of looking at it, I, I I look at Man U and I and I see a team that just tries to find ways of just getting points in big matches. Mourinho is just content to just beat up on bottom dwelling sides, and then every time he goes up against a top six club, uh, kind of hold hold it down and not. Uh, Put, put himself in a disadvantageous uh, position. Uh, it dr- drives me nuts. I, you know, I, I'm. It's like I, I'll never say I'm happy to see Chelsea win, but I can't reward Man U for not going after games. I, I, I just didn't. I, I, I saw that game as Chelsea driving the action again, and Man U just at uh, content with selling for a point, and uh, Morata gets the header to uh, score the goal. Uh, and if you listen to Mourinho after the game, Mourinho goes goes into this little uh, tizzy about saying how they had the run of play and that the, the fair result would have been 1-1 uh, or a nil-nil draw. And it's not even close. It's like, man, you was not in this game. Chelsea was driving the action and generating the chances. I don't see how you could say that it was an even game. It's Your team's not going for it. So, I mean... It's Mourinho style. He'll he'll 
he'll, I mean, unless he's on drugs, he'll never admit that his team was outplayed or, or God forbid, that he was outmanaged. Uh, can't have that. So, uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's where the games ended up at. Uh, then you had uh, you had uh, Everton uh, finally uh, getting a win, three to two over Watford. Uh, you know, uh, Watford had a, a PK miss. Uh, you know, I think that's an opportunity that Watford would say that they missed out on. But I mean, considering they're Watford, I mean, you take what you can get uh, uh, at this point. Uh, Watford's been playing with house money, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, they uh, they managed to uh, uh, pull uh, pull it out, but uh, you know. I'm I'm not uh, necessarily saying that uh, it's a, a situation where uh, Everton's going to turn the corner now. I, I think Everton's done this year. Uh, it's just a matter of mitigating the damage so you don't get up uh, in a straight relegation battle. So at the top of the table, uh, you still have Man City uh, with a comfortable lead over the remaining <laughs> uh, remaining group. It's just a matter of uh, you know. How much distance can Man City uh, put between themselves and everyone else? Uh, you know, when you start a season with ten wins and a draw, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's it's a wrap. But uh, when you because you can you can't win the title in November, but this, as the saying goes, you can lose one in November uh, when you start picking up L's. And right now, City got an eight point lead. That's really hard to overcome, especially with as weak as the bottom of the Premier League is looking right now. That that's a, that's a that's a tough uh, that's a tough order. So that's what I got right now for the Premier League. Uh, I'm gonna get into the NFL for a bit. I'm not gonna go through all the games and the fantasy impact. I'm just gonna uh, highlight some of the things that I noticed, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into the Giants a little bit. Do a little vignette on the Giants. So, a uh, couple of things I noticed: just a lot of frustration with teams uh, these days. You saw it on the sidelines, and it's boiling over. That uh, AJ Green goes after Jalen Ramsey on the Jaguars. I mean, and it just didn't see any anything there that Jalen Ramsey did other than shove uh, AJ Green. Yeah, they could have been talking trash, but there's absolutely nothing that <laughs> necessitates. Putting a guy in a rear naked choke and trying to throw punches afterwards. I, I mean, the league actually has to it probably suspend AJ Green a game. You you can't have that. It's like it's yeah. Sometimes guys will throw a punch and you know they'll, they'll you can't put a guy in a chokehold. I mean, come on, man. And it's like and it's not even AJ Green style. So that's why. I felt that this is like more frustration than anything else. The Bengals are terrible. You managed to lose to a Jaguars team that didn't have uh, its best offensive weapon in Leonard Fournette because Leonard Fournette uh, inexplicably gets himself thrown, uh, it, it gets himself uh, deactivated for the game because he missed multiple team functions, including the team photo, which is no no. As like for unexplained absences. Now, why Jacksonville waited until the last possible minute means that they were trying to give Fournette the last every opportunity not to screw this up, and somehow he did. I don't understand it. If the guy is going in for training, how the hell do you miss your team meetings? 
and the team photo. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, it's just incomprehensible that it, it, it got to that point where in a rookie season, you have to bench a guy for not being uh, where he's supposed to be. That's inexcusable. So uh, they 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 gotta uh, they gotta address that, and uh, they gotta address that too. Because if you're doing that as a rookie, guarantee that that's gonna happen year two through five or however long you're gonna hold on to the guy for. So yeah, there's that. Then there's uh, serial moron uh, Vontez Perfect uh, putting out publicly that. Uh, only Leonard Fournette uh, can beat us. Blake Bortles can't, which is true because Blake Bortles is one of the worst QBs in the league. But what the Bengals kept screwing up was the fact that you can still throw underneath routes and you still have to tackle people. And the Bengals were awful yesterday tackling. Not Giants awful, but still awful at tackling. So uh, you had uh, you had a couple of games there. You had Blake Bortles talking trash after the game about how well he played. Uh, meanwhile, y- y- you see Blake Bortles miss Allen Hearns by at least 20 yards, wide open, and he, and he completely overthrows him. It's it like, like, you have to see the still photos of this. Allen Hearns is on the 20-yard line. No one inside of him in the end zone. And so, like, literally, there's... 30 yards of no one near Allen Hurts. I don't know how the Bengals blew this cover so badly. Blake Bortles scramble, actually manages to make a decent scramble to avoid the sack and then just airmails the throw uh, to uh, Allen Hurts. It, 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 it was just one of those where you just look at it and you're like, this is why he's, uh, he's, the, he's, he's, he's the Blake Bortles experience because uh, it's just a bad QB play. And then, to top it all off, his coach tells him to take a knee on fourth down because they have the game won, and Bortles is giving him lip for not running up the score against the Bengals. It was like, you want to pad your stats that badly because you suck as a QB, and you you, you want to be known as a guy who pads his stats. I, I, I just look at that, and I, I just shook my head. But, you know, they got the win, so... Uh, they can do how they can be as poor of winners as they want, but they got the W. Other things I noticed: Seattle losing at home to Washington. Washington, with the amount of injuries they have, should have been blown out of this game. This, this is the only game of the day I actually got wrong with my spread pick. But uh, you know the the thing of it that drove me nuts was the fact that uh, I mean the, Washington's depleted. The, the, they got injuries on the offensive line. And defensive line, they should not have been able to dominate the line of scrimmage that they did. And you know, for the performance that Seattle put on uh, last week against the Texans to come back and lose this week, that that shows you where the level of concentration is at with Seattle. They get up for the games they feel like getting up for, and then there are games like yesterday where they just turn off the switch. And you know what? It is what it is. Uh, I mean. Uh, that that's the game that could end up screwing them in, in the end because the Rams are for real. Uh, the Rams came in. I you know for those of you who listened to uh, the podcast yesterday, I, I said I I would like to stack Rams in the lineup as often as I could. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Robert Woods or Cooper Cup, but I wanted to do stacks with uh, golf and then uh, Gur- Gurley as a, a potential play. Uh, 
uh, as a running back uh, one or two. Uh, but, you know, that was an absolute massacre of the Giants' defense. And, uh, yeah, to summarize the Giants' season, we're going to do a little interlude here. The 2017 Giants. It's one of the most painful experiences that I can ever recall. Because I have never seen the team. And I've seen some bad Giants teams. Truly awful Giants teams that had no shot of winning. And yet this team has talent. Does have talent. But it's so utterly, utterly broken that they have quit on the entire year. Then there's Eli Apple. A kid who's not even in a position to make business decisions. Because his mommy does everything for him, by the way. Literally quit on a play to not even get in front of Robert Woods on a third and 33. Run for a touchdown. The Rams literally pulled our pants down on national TV and spanked us. And the reaction post-game from McAdoosh is literally, we're going to evaluate everybody, including the quarterback. So, let me get this straight. You managed to lose the locker room and your solution now is to parrot the orders of your soon-to-be former Giants GM Jerry Reese by trying to do this last-ditch play of evaluating a QB he drafted in the third round instead of grabbing the goddamn lineman we needed in the first place because Eric Flowers still can't block anyone. My friends, I will say this as a Giants supporter. You have my blessing to stop watching this season. Even I am getting physically ill watching this team. And there's no hope around the corner either. I mean, we're literally in a position to be the team to give the Niners their first win. That could be rock bottom. But rock bottom won't be that point. It will be the point where there's an actual public outcry for Eli's consecutive game streak to continue. And we play this game of will Eli play or not play to continue the streak when if they really wanted to evaluate Davis Webb the time would have been last week to tell Eli we're going to start benching you and please accept the trade to Jacksonville because they need a quarterback. That would have been the play. But no, now we've got to have an Eli QB start melodrama. My friends... You can stop watching Giants games.
That's all I can say right now. And I don't know what to recommend instead. If you want to watch football, other than to say Red Zone is still your friend. Red Zone will make you feel better because you can play DFS even if your season-long league team is done. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find I'm gonna try to find the motivation to keep watching Giants games because I have to recap sports. But this this is tough. I you know I'm 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 literally signing off here. But keep up the good fight, folks, because honestly, it's more than the Giants are gonna offer this year. So. For the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, I'm doing Calendar. You have a good one. And I'll see you next uh, next time. And uh, we'll, we'll get into the recap of uh, the rest of Week 9 uh, for Fantasy. So, farewell. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll I'll take giselle okay (laughs) is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money.